Well, good morning. Welcome to Faith Community United Methodist Church on this Sunday where we are changing seasons once again. As we want to point out for those who may not even recognize that the colors up at the uh, front of the congregation, front of the sanctuary change periodically. Uh, we have gone to green, which is this time we call either the season after Pentecost or ordinary time. Ordinary time doesn't mean that we need to be ordinary and not use the Spirit to guide us in order to be something extraordinary. It's just letting us know that there's going to be a pause until the next season in the calendar, the Christian calendar of the church. And the next season will not be until we have Christ the King Sunday right before we have Advent. So it's going to be green in the sanctuary for the next several months. So I hope you like the color green. We will enjoy it together. We enjoy it outside, so why not inside as well? I want to turn your attention to the uh, announcements. Don't forget, this would be your last opportunity for getting carnations for fathers. Uh, also, uh, make sure your coins are ready. Uh, after the children's moments, we will have the, uh, the buckets will be coming around the sanctuary. Uh, and just keep in mind for uh, some of your discipleship, uh, the men of faith and the women uh, of faith uh, will be having their different uh, meetings this coming, uh, coming up on the 18th, I believe that week, of the 19th that, that week, so be mindful of those. And also, uh, this class that meets on Tuesday mornings, it, it's not something that is closed, it's something that folks can come to and they're starting a new study. Uh, I think it begins this week, as it mentions in here. Uh, so this may be a good time for you to start. If you haven't had uh, an engagement with a discipleship group of some kind, maybe this is that nudge that the Holy Spirit is giving you to join them this week. Uh, with that, just remember VBS is something that will be getting here before we know it. So if you... Uh, want to help out with that, just make sure you reach out because there's always a place for help within the time of VBS. With that, let's begin to prepare for worship. Please rise for the call to worship printed in your bulletin. Come into God's presence. We have come to worship. Come, saints and sinners alike. We are all God's children. Faith has brought us here. Grace will make us whole. Come, let us worship. Our opening hymn is Praise the Lord Who Reigns Above. Uh, in your hymnal, it's page 96.
Thank you, and you may be seated. And then please join me in our opening prayer printed in your bulletin. Faithful and loving God, your grace makes our faith possible. May we live and go about our lives as people who place our trust in you. May we love and care for others as people who turn to you for help. Where there is doubt or distrust, renew our faith. Where there is fear or insecurity, grant us courage. Where there is fatigue and weariness, give us amazing strength. Where there is confusion of purpose, give us wisdom. Where there is sorrow and loss, bring us peace. In Christ's name we pray, amen. And if the children could please come forward. church for your coins for missions and thank you kids for collecting now for our children's sermon today we're going to play a game we're going to play a game that I love to play as a child we're going to play hospital <laughs> that's a game <laughs> that's a game I loved it now we know why you're a nurse so yes <laughs> this is exactly why I'm a nurse so I am going to assign a problem to each of you and then I'm gonna take care of you okay so you're gonna be like you're in the emergency room so you have a cut on your arm and you have a terrible headache Ian hold your head really hard like you have a bad headache yeah <laughs> and you have a sprained ankle okay and you have a terribly upset stomach and you have a broken leg, okay? <laughs> so let me get my medical supply out here and take care of you. Do you need a nurse's aid? 
So here's my nurse's aide. He's going to, can you give, well, yeah, yeah, you, you carry that. That'd be great. Okay. You carry okay. that around. So you have a cut on your arm, so here's a Band-Aid for you, okay? And Ian has a bad headache, so here's a Band-Aid for you, okay? <laughs> and Robin has a, remind me, what did I, a sprained ankle. So here is a Band-Aid for you. And Catherine has an upset stomach. Here is a Band-Aid for you. Broken and leg. Luke has a broken leg, so you get a Band-Aid. Can we check your credentials? <laughs> <laughs> so, see, I was fair. Did I give everybody the same thing? Yeah, it wouldn't be fair if I didn't give you all the same thing, would it? But does it make any sense at all? <laughs> It does not make sense at all. So this is something that I am a nurse and I've learned as a nurse. And that is that it's not about me. It's not about me. Guess who it's all about? It's all about the people that I'm serving and it's what they need and I need to match that, not me be fair. I need to give them what they need. And so we have a Sunday school class that's learning about empathy. And that's one thing we're learning is that we need to be very individualized and we need to make sure that we are giving them what they need, not necessarily what, you know, everybody's not gonna get the same thing. So you can keep these Band-Aids to remind you about this, and also you can come and get a Rice Krispie treat if you want. And as we're doing that, I think it's time for our next hymn, which is printed in your bulletin. <laughs> Number 473, Lead Me Lord. We think about security, of feeling safe, of understanding, you know, how we are well, and, and the things that go on around us that cause us to feel insecure, make us feel that we aren't quite steady, 
These are all things that we deal with on a regular basis. But as Christians, we should pause for a moment when we're in the midst of any of those things and think about the stability that we have in a faithful God. Let us go to our Lord in prayer. Oh God, you are amazing. You have so much power and authority. You are creative. You are boundless. There's so much that we could, uh, words we could use to describe you that yet we have a hard time describing all of who you are and what you are to us. Lord, as we are, are navigating life on a regular basis, we, we struggle at so many different times. We can't see very far beyond our days. And this is as life is designed. You, you give us a, a day at a time, a moment at a time. We sing in the Psalms about a, a new day every morning. And now there's new mercies every day. Lord, we, we understand these words of mercy because we know you. Without knowing you, we wouldn't have any clue of your mercy. Lord, help us to understand that we can find security in you. That we can walk with confidence each and every day. That your spirit is with us and guiding us and, and we can trust that whatever is next, that you are already there. You are the one that is in the lead. Lord, we talked about in our prayer at the beginning of, of finding courage through you and strength. Are these just things that we cry out or do we trust them? Draw us in, O oh God. Draw us in closely to you. So we can feel that sense within us that we are safe. We are well within you. Our soul is well. Our mind is clear and strong. That we can see life through you and trust. So Lord, on this day, we just cry out to you with a new and renewed confidence, perhaps. Promising to you that we will follow. We will trust in your ways. We will trust in the light that you are shining in front of us. The light that lights the path before us. May we do this not only with courage, but with joy. Because it is the love that you pour into us that touches us on the inside enough for us to just express a joy and love to those around us. So bring joy to our hearts, O oh God, as we follow you. Let us now share with a strong voice together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Praying, Our Father, 
who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, church, we are the church. Without the church in the neighborhoods, and without the church being spread out throughout the world, there would be so much that is left alone. There would be people that have no idea that there is a Christ. There will be people that are going around knowing that they have nowhere to look. But if the church is present, the people will know. It is through us understanding who God is in us that we are able to respond through being the church, through our gifts, through our resources, and through our presence. Would you please wait upon us, ushers?
please join together in this prayer of dedication. God of Abraham and Sarah, you bless our lives that we might be a blessing to others. May the offering we bring before you this day be a sign of our commitment to bless the world in your name. We send forth these gifts that they may be instruments of your circle of grace and faith. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading today is from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. It's the call of Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent, with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you. 
At some point in our lives, every, every one of us has experienced a, a journey that required for us to trust someone else to guide us. Now, this could have been a, a school field trip, a, a guided tour vacation, a, a mission trip from the church, or some other experience. And depending on the, the kind of excursion that we're on, it varied on how much we knew about what was ahead. In some cases, we knew the destination, but not the stops in between. While other journeys, the destination was really unclear, yet we knew the direction that we were headed. And when I think back on the different experiences I have had, there almost always was something that occurred that in some way altered our course along the way. Maybe you've had these kinds of experiences. In those cases, the guide or the leaders of the group, they, they help us to navigate our way forward. But because of who we are, regardless of where we are headed or how much we, we know about our, our trip, we develop expectations about the journey that impacts our experience. Often our expectations are misguided because, well, we are not the guide. And this also can be true for our journeys of faith. We have preconceived notions about our faith. For, for some, faith is solely about the destination of heaven after they die. For others, faith is a means of acceptance. While some celebrate the forgiveness of their sins and a reconciled relationship with God, and have little expectations beyond that. And still for others, faith is filled with expectations of rules, regulations, rituals, and rites of passage. There are many different ways we think about our faith. But with all the expectations that we have placed on our faith, in some way we have reduced our faith to a belief system. And is no longer an active journey. It is as if we are stuck on a roundabout of faith, like the Griswolds in European vacation, if you know what I'm talking about, unable to find the way off of the circle to continue our journey. So what if we were to think about our belief system as the on-ramp to faith? And faith as the journey that we take with God as our faithful guide. You see, we, we begin our journey with fully trusting that God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is faithful. That Jesus Christ is our Savior and Lord. And that the Holy Spirit is given to reveal truth, to transform our heart and lives, and to provide guidance for us to follow Jesus who has called us to go and make disciples. Because God is faithful, there are some things that we can count on when we respond in faith. When we look at the many characters of the Bible who have responded to faith, to a call from God, we can learn ways that God interacts with us. Today, we're looking at Abram, who later becomes uh, known as Abraham 
given this new name by the Lord to further his understanding of his call. This passage is Abram's call to a journey of faith. And it also marks the time in which God chose a particular people to impact the whole of humanity. This foundational story provides a glimpse of what we can expect in an active journey of faith. Now last week, on Trinity Sunday, Suzanne shared a message she discerned from Jesus' call for his disciples to go and make disciples. Her focus was primarily on our aligning with the Trinity internally so that we can respond in faith with a clarity of mind, a wholeness of heart, and a commitment of the soul to live out the great commandment externally. My focus today is on the external response and what we can expect when we go with God. So we begin, before Abram's call, we really don't have much information about him or his relationship and understanding of God. What we do know is that Abram comes from the line of Noah's son Shem after about 400 years of ancestry. Abram's father Terah, without any explanation, had started a journey with Abram and Abram's wife and Lot, uh, Abram's nephew. They went from the southern Mesopotamia near the Persian Gulf, if maybe you know where the Persian Gulf is, toward Canaan, or which we may more likely know as Israel, via the northern route around the Arabian Desert. Again, without explanation, the scripture says that Terah settled them in Haran, which is at the northern point of Mesopotamia, instead of continuing his journey all the way to Canaan. We don't know if Abram's father shared why he was headed to Canaan, did Terah have a relationship with God and a call on his life? We, we don't know. But whatever the case, Abram must have had a level of openness to God before he sensed the Lord calling him, saying, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. So if we resolve that Abram had a level of faith in God before his call, then his call and command from God was, well, a test of faith. Abram was asked to set aside everything from a worldly perspective that gave him security, and not only in the present, but also in his future, to journey in faith with God as his guide. He was told to leave his inheritance, leave his home, leave his extended family to fulfill God's call. Questions to consider. Was Abram truly aligned with God in mind, heart, and soul? Did he trust the Lord completely in order to act on his calling? Did he grasp the depth of God's faithful promise to him. All these questions apply to us when we consider Jesus' call to us, his disciples, to follow him to the end of the age. 
The great commandment is a test of our faith, individually and as the church. Will we join the journey of faith and go? Or, like Terah, Abram's father, settle settle for the world's promises of security? We may think we know what we can expect from the world, but through God's faithfulness, we know that we are sent with a promise of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We are a sent people and a chosen people to impact the whole of humanity. Take that in. The key to going is trusting that we aren't leading the way. Rather, God, by the Holy Spirit, is our guide. So the more we get to know the Lord, then the more we understand that our triune God is just is much, much more than just a guide for us. God is already at work in the world, awakening hearts and minds to grace, specifically the grace shown in Jesus Christ. And then we are invited into this work of grace. It is in, within Abram's call that God reveals what this work looks like, promising this. This is God speaking. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. You see, there is a a major shift that we must make in order for this work to be accomplished through us. Note that God promised Abram that God would make a great nation through him if he would go with God. Now, if we, we look back just one chapter in Genesis... Right before Abram's story is introduced to us, we are shown the state of humanity's selfishness through the Tower of Babel episode. And in the midst of that story, the text reads, this is the people talking this time, come, let's build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Are you hearing it? We have to make the shift from desiring to be equal to God and wanting to build our own cities and nations for our glory to desiring to go with God to build His kingdom. When we go, we have promises. We have promises from the Lord of receiving blessing, of being a blessing to others while bringing glory to God through works of grace that build communities of faith. God is faithful to the work. We can expect that God will create a community of faith through us. However, we must make the shift. Make the shift to prioritize what we are building. Is it a tower? Or is it a community of faith? Are we ready to go in the name of Jesus with the Holy Spirit as our guide? You see, the call is upon us. Now, Abram heard the Lord's call. 
We, we don't know how he received the call, if it was audible, if it was through a dream or a vision, or just an impression on his mind and a conviction of his heart. But we know from the scriptures his response. It says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him, <clears throat> and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out for Haran. He took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. And they arrived there. So just for a moment, envision Abram at 75 years old, his wife a few years younger, and some servants packing as much as they could onto the wagons being pulled by probably mules, to, to journey hundreds of miles on roads that we would call paths, traveling across some pretty rough terrain. Then recall that Abram and Sarai have no children, only a nephew as their heir. Yet God calls Abram and a few faithful members of his household to build a nation through them to bless the world. This couple is an unlikely couple to be chosen for this work. Would they even be able to make the trip? I'm sure they questioned it. They, there certainly were discussions that took place with Tara and with other members of the family between Abram and Sarai that provided all the reasons they shouldn't or couldn't go. That's what we do. We look for reasons why we can't or, or rationalize why we don't want to. However, those with an active journey of faith have a different perspective. They, they see things from God's view or do their best to do it. And how does the Lord see it? Well, God is not limited by our limitations. So friends, let's check our excuses at the door Excuses are easy to come up with. Just, I can share plenty any time I think of them. But let's focus on our mission and concentrate on where the Holy Spirit is leading us. See, Abram went. Let's go with God. So Abram left going in a direction, not really knowing where he was headed for sure. Or how the Lord would fulfill the promises made. But he went. And it was as he was going, as he was going, that his steps were, were guided. We are told, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. So Abram, traveling all those miles up and around the Arabian desert, stops in Shechem at the sacred center of the Canaanites. The Lord appears to Abram there, and it seems to be in some kind of visible presence, an appearance of some kind. And on this sacred site, of the Canaanites in Canaan. God lays claim to the land as the place a new faith community 
would be established in the name of the one true God. In response, Abram affirmed the Lord's promise by setting up an altar. In that moment, Abram was able to connect what he had heard from becoming, uh, to, of becoming a great nation to an actual place that made the promise more concrete to him. He could see the Lord's vision more clearly. He also was assured that God has the authority to displace all the false gods that may lay claim to have a stronghold in that area. You see, where the Lord leads, the Lord has power to build His kingdom. So when we travel with the Lord, God reveals the vision for our journey. We can't just sit back and wait to go into our communities expecting to have everything figured out before we go. We have to go to discover more of the vision that the Lord wants us to see. So let's get out there among the people in the public spaces around us and witness whatever the strongholds may be that keep people from exploring their faith or a faith. Pray to the Holy Spirit to show us where we need to set up an altar. Not literally, but physically with our presence to declare Jesus Christ's authority and offer a community of faith. Now, I'm not suggesting we take tracts to pass out with the prayer of salvation on it. I'm saying we need to reach out to our community with authenticity to meet people where they are to see how the Lord wants us to connect with them. We must trust the Holy Spirit will show us. After the Lord appeared to Abram at Shechem and Abram built an altar, he moved on. From there, he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. The Negev is just the south, the southern part of Israel that we know. So in just a, a few sentences of Scripture, we, we find that Abram had ventured to multiple locations, setting up altars, declaring his trust, with his journey, who he trusts with his journey. And if we kept reading Abram's story, we, we would see how his journey of faith was impacted by famine that sent them to Egypt, by doubt in so many different ways, family emergencies, poor decisions, and adversaries. But we would also recognize that his journey, it continued as he called on the name of the Lord. And he was shown more of the vision to build a nation as he went. Regardless of what challenges we face, we are to keep moving forward, always calling on the name of the Lord. You see, our call as Christians isn't the same as Abram's. Although it is similar in that we are to build communities of faith as we go with the Lord. The journey of faith is for the long haul. Looking at Abram, he traveled 25 years with God 
before he and Sarai had a son. It was his legacy, generations later, who experienced the promised land. We aren't building ourselves into a city or a nation. We are journeying with the Lord for His purposes and, and His glory. What we will experience along the way, we don't know. However, in an active journey of faith, we can expect to be sent with the guidance of the Holy Spirit to create communities of faith and partnership with the Lord. Knowing that God is not limited by using us to further His kingdom. And we also can be assured that the Lord will show us His vision for us as we move into our communities and keep on moving, always calling on Jesus. Because it is Jesus who called us and called us to go. So may we work on our alignment with the Trinity internally so we can work well with our triune God externally to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world right here in our communities. Amen? At this time, I want us to pause just for us to fess up, to confess some of our ways that we have allowed ourselves to be a limitation. In your bulletin, there is a prayer of confession uh, for us to share with one another. It will also be on the screen. I will begin. It says, God who loves us and calls us, we confess that we are not always open to receiving your call on our lives. We make excuses. We choose not to listen. We believe that others would do it better than we can. We confess that we value the false certainty of our own path over the uncertainty of journeying with you and one another on the path of discipleship. Forgive us for all the ways we choose what we think we know over joining you in the holy unknown. And we confess that we value the calls of some over others putting the paths of some up on pedestals while not recognizing the many who answer your call as quiet, behind-the-scenes disciples. Forgive us for neglecting the beautiful and varied calls you place on each of our lives. And forgive us, God, and free us to joyfully bear the weight of your call on our lives as members together of the body of Christ, redeemed and united by your love. Amen. Please rise for our closing hymn, My Hope is Built.
understand. If we are able to sing it, we should be able to trust in it and believe that we are being guided to go as He has called us. And going with the power of the Holy Spirit within us and the power of God working around us. So go in peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah.